for those of you on the radio who can't see, I am looking, I am leafing through a large book with words in it. Come on, I write a lot of S songs. Never get out of the S section. Okay. Street, strand, half, hotel. Okay. The. That would be, oh, the, the lawsuit word. The. The ballad. Hi, I'm Milan Altman. I am Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Virginia Rode a boy With a six gun in his hand And his daring Life of crime Made him a legend in his time East and west Of the Rio Grande Well he started Well, this is it, folks. Either blame or praise him. But after multiple controversies and many drunken bar nights with a girl who writes New York Times crossword puzzles, let alone have it. And after 145 episodes and listeners screaming out, where's this? Where's that? We finally get down to the long awaited songs that not only begin with the letter T. But the three-letter word that has caused so much controversy on Billy Joel A to Z, the three-letter word, the. Who knew Billy Joel's song, Billy the Kid, was entitled The Ballad of Billy the Kid? I mean, we knew, but let alone some of the others. Well, today, what should have been discussed in podcast episode number 17 (laughs) gets its own episode in billy joel a to z episode 146 the ballad of billy the kid is a legendary mini epic early billy joel song that had an extreme hand in shaping billy joel's illustrious career it appears as the final song off of side one on billy's second studio album which came out in november of 1973 the Ballad of Billy the Kid was actually released as the fourth single from the Piano Man album in April of 1974, but only in the UK. However, it appears as the 10th song out of 11 on Songs from the Attic. This version was also used as the B-side to the She's Got Away song from Songs from the Attic release. I think that all makes sense. Yes. He has Songs in the Attic. Ballad of Billy the Kid version was performed on June 24th, 1980 at his home in Madison Square Garden. You know, I looked it up and I was trying to see if he played anywhere like in Texas or the West when making that album, but nowhere. So I guess the garden was the best place to do it. This song, Ballad of Billy the Kid and Miami 2017, were both taken from that same performance at MSG and put on this album. That must have been one heck of a show. 
Yeah, and there's a good reason, I think, why they chose from Madison Square Garden, because when he gets to the Oyster Bay line, then he gets a really big cheer from the audience that you only get if you're in New York City, basically. Good point. And if there's one thing you want to do when you're making a country Western song is mention Oyster Bay and Long Island in the same sentence. <laughs> he That's can't help you himself. Your big laughs. Yeah, I know he can't help himself. Anyway, BBTK, which is how the cool kids refer to the song, uh, also going to be TBBTK. Shut up. Oh, my God. He's starting again, folks. He's starting again. Let him have it. Please let him have it. <laughs> we all are mad at you. You got lucky that we made it this far. Well, I think maybe this is a good point to point out that the man himself, Billy Joel, we found we unearthed a recording of him doing the same thing that I do, which is putting this song into the tease. So I'm completely vindicated because Billy Joel himself organizes his uh, songbook exactly this way. That is true. But the way you had said it to me last April was you were using all these words I don't understand with your Ivy League education. And then that's why I was glad that girl that works the New York Times crossword puzzles really let you have it and had her own explanation of the proper English language and all that kind of stuff and caught you at your own game. Wait, you're saying she's a cross. I thought she was she did the word jumble. No, no, she she does like crossword puzzles for the times. Oh, I thought she just did the find a word like. No, she's actually thing. pretty smart for a drunk. Uh, OK, well, remember who also hangs out at that bar is that professor at NYU who's a major drunk. So. <laughs> A lot of smart people who like to drink hang out at that bar, but I guess during the day, they seem to be able to put it together. So whatever. Well, you hang out there too. Shut up. Anyway, everybody's so sick of you, Alon. Anyway, this song also appears on 12 Gardens Live, live at Shea Stadium, the concert, and for some reason only on the DVD of the My Lives compilation album, which of course is just a live concert of the from the River of Dreams tour. We know he does enjoy playing this song live, as Alan and I found out in July of 2022 at MSG. Now, that all being said, you've already made your statement of uh, how you feel about the fact that this is in the tease. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as you will see that the guys that rank songs that we go to every week have nothing to say about that. Uh, so they're not have they they take that out of the mix when you're figuring out the rankings. Now, when you're figuring out the rankings, everybody knows this song. It's a huge Billy Joel song. But would you say it's a fan favorite? I would say that you this would is say a fan that. favorite. Yes. Interesting. I'm not so sure. Why don't you take a guess? Uh, I will tell you that both gentlemen, uh, the New York Magazine and Newsday have the exact same ranking. Okay. All right. Then this, then today to mix things up, I'm going to guess the Glenn Gamboa ranking. Okay. So I think that Glenn Gamboa put this at number 29. Nope. No, they both put it at 42. Oh, okay. Well, that's why I thought maybe it wasn't such a fan favorite. However, the fans rank it at 16. So it is a fan favorite. It is. You know, those two guys aren't fans. They're just writers. Apparently. Uh, let's see what they have to say. Christopher Bonanno says, is the end of the song when he inserts himself cheesy or charming? Could make a case for either. I like it. The big piano breaks are old fashioned, but not bad. Another one that's quite a bit better in the live recordings than in the studio. Uh, Glenn Gamboa says a charming bit of storytelling fiction. As Joel sings about notorious gunfighter Billy the Kid, though not accurately, which, of course, we will discuss. 
and an Oyster Bay bartender to prove to himself that he could write a country and Western song. Which of all the stuff that we already know, Billy Joel, ironically, after saying all that, everybody thinks it's about Billy the Kid. Billy Joel has been quoted as saying, it is not the story of Billy the Kid. It is the story of Billy the Kid according to the book of Joel. Yeah, completely fictional. It ruined my, I always thought I knew the real story because of this song. I would tell people things. Oh, yeah, he's from Wheeling, West Virginia. I thought that too. But when I heard it, I guess all the stuff happened to me in college, like it did for most people. I mean, you were a kid and you knew Billy Joel, but for me, like discovering it was in college. But the back catalog again. Uh, first of all, I couldn't believe this song. I was like, wait, what is this? This is one of those ones where somewhere in college driving in the car, I heard this song and I'm like, when did he make this song? You know, so maybe 10 years later. And I'm like, where was this song? How did it get written? What is it about? And I just completely had always thought it was about him. It was called Billy and it was Billy the Kid. And I didn't think it was about, I mean, I knew who Billy the Kid was, but I thought it was always a metaphor to himself. Always. I never thought it was about Billy the Kid. So I didn't even know any of the, I just thought everything was a metaphor. The, the Wheeling West Virginia and everything was some form of metaphor that I didn't understand about Billy Joel. No, I thought the opposite. I thought this was an accurate retelling of the story of Billy the Kid. And then at the end of it, with that final verse, is where he kind of like brings it back to himself, which then does seem like a very, um, I don't know, a big ego kind of thing to do. Like, I'm just as much of a gunslinger as these guys. And now we know that maybe that's not about him at all. Well, final verse. the best part is, is that he says it's not about him. It's about a bartender. This is exactly what he says. First, the last stanza of the song brings us into the 20th century another billy i mean why would he name the guy billy then you know like i mean just another billy from oyster bay long island who carries a six-pack instead of a co-45 and who also aspires to be famous he says he's not referring to himself but like young billy the kid billy joel quote soon put many older guns to shame as he did many musicians who were older than him and established himself east and west of the Rio Grande. How is this not about him? Who is he kidding? Why would you mention Oyster Bay, Long Island then? Well, because we know that's where he hangs out. And apparently the bar he goes to had this guy named Billy. No, that's it's ridiculous for him to even say it's not about me. It's an embarrassment. It's what he's done this before, though, right? There's other songs where uh, like with James, for example, there was like some guy named James that that he knew that the story totally fit with. And he still says, no, it's not about him. It's about other people. Somebody who. Oh, it was I was with my friend uh, Dave Elliott the other day down at the beach and he's an orthodontist. And he goes, that song, James, is about like you and me. And I'm like, (laughs) well, he's like he pursued an education and. uh you know, and I, but I, I said, well, I, I, I don't know if I made it as big as the character in James, uh, but uh, I, I guess he's basically I comparing you to Billy Joel. He was comparing me to Billy Joel. It was very kind, but um, then I felt he didn't understand the song at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just don't understand how Billy has the the gall to actually say it's not about him. It's just character's name is billy it's oyster bay long island he's a bard i mean it's something about drinking he loves drinking i don't know none of it sounds everything sounds weird 
it fits so well with his life story that it just like, like you're saying it's and in my mind, no matter what, even though I read this now doing this research that it was not about him in my mind, it's always going to be that final verse is about young Billy Joel. And um, I think that final verse is important in this song because it makes up for the fact that there's so many inaccuracies because it gives you like uh, it kind of zooms out from the story. And now you're just hearing some kid from Long Island's version of what Billy the Kid was. So like you realize that you're just getting a, an unreliable narrator on this whole tale. Just so everyone knows also the the inaccuracies, which are all over the Internet, are that the real Billy the Kid never robbed a bank, apparently. I didn't know that, did you? No. Or held up a stagecoach or train. And in Billy's own words, the, Billy the Kid neither got to Oklahoma or Colorado. And in fact, he never left New Mexico. There's also no recorded evidence to suggest that he did come from West Virginia. And he was also shot dead in 1881, not hanged. <laughs> so everything <laughs> about the song is incorrect, which is hilarious. Yeah, and also I think he was not uh, buried in a boot hill grave. I think he's just in a regular cemetery. Well, what's more hilarious than a Jewish Italian dude, clearly just from New York and Long Island, and you, you even question whether Long Island is part of New York at this point, since he's just always out on the beach and everything. And that's not really the New York City experience, is it, Alon, growing up in actually New York City? But uh, you, <laughs> there's nothing funnier than a guy like this, clearly writing from a suburb about, you know, country western and just getting everything wrong. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Yeah, but he totally owns up to it. He says this is just a New Yorker's take on what a Western thing sounded like. He's like Wheeling, West Virginia sounded cool. That sounded yeah. like the country. Yeah. And and the way he says it, too. Right. He goes, I've never heard of a place named Wheeling, West Virginia. That makes a lot of sense to me that there's like a place called Wheeling, West Virginia. Yeah. No, you love that he owns up to it and that he gets it and stuff. I mean, it would be horrible if he if he didn't. He goes, what? No, that's what I read. I mean, yeah. that'd be awful. My, my teacher taught me that. So you take it yeah. up with her. My mother always told me that Billy the Kid was from Wheeling, West Virginia. Are you calling you know, my mom a liar? Yeah, you call Rosalinda a liar. <laughs> Maybe you haven't looked into her eyes and really seen that she... Thank you. Anyway, he has said that basically this was an imaginary movie with his own soundtrack. Like his, yeah. his version of a Western with his own soundtrack, which is really cool because we know he got the song from the Elmer Bernstein version of The Magnificent Seven. credits that all the time and he just made his own i mean this is what he does this is an innocent man 10 years later this is where he finds a song or a theme or a genre that he likes and he creates his own stuff that's what makes him so cool does not i mean he does but he doesn't he doesn't cover songs and he does on occasion but he but no one else does this you know, this is what makes him so great. This is why we like him. He'll take a genre and he'll make his own song about it. It's like what I've always tried to do. I want to make like right now in 2022, a, a, a great Van Halen song. song. What? You want to make right now the Van Halen song? No, I want to make a, my own 80s song that I could pretend came out in the 80s. I mean, this is what Billy Joel is best at. Yeah. 
and and this is what he did. He's like, I want to make a country restaurant. I want to make it based on this movie. I want it to be part of a soundtrack. Before this, before he was big, where he actually could have gotten to somebody and say, "I hear you're making a western. Let me do the music." You know, this is in 1973. He's just a kid. And he's just starting. But I think it's a great, it's a great song, and I was so surprised. I guess I listened to the studio version. I don't know. Maybe I'd never heard it from the beginning. Very surprised at the orchestra strings at the beginning. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, you don't picture that when you think of the song that it opens that way. No. And it doesn't open that way in the live version, right? It opens differently. Uh, usually it just kind of goes into the clip clops. Yeah. So that was interesting. Those clip clops are hilarious. They use them in uh, Waiting for Guffman. The exact same clip yeah. clops. Yeah. Because, yeah, you see uh, Bob Balaban uh, going really, he's the orchestra leader. He's going very slow. And then they have the clip clops. Somebody's doing the clip clop effect. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, those clip claps are great. I mean, I hate this kind of stuff, but this song is perfect. It's it's so Broadway. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Well, this might be the very first instance of Billy Joel using sound effects, which we know he loves. Right. Wait, can you do it? <laughs> That's better. <laughs> clip clop. Yeah. It's fun it's to do. Pretty cool. It is fun. But it, and it's such a Western feel to it. I mean, it really does. It's it's great that he was able to find it. But I, I think he said he found it from somewhere else. Like he's seen it in the movies that before. So he had, it, you know. Yeah, that that whole sound. I, mean, I think I even remember the first time I heard the song like that was familiar to me. I think that's like an old that opening is just constantly used in old cowboy movies. Didn't um, when you were talking about Van Halen before, you know, they have a song called Happy Trails, which is kind of like this. Now that I think about it, it's like one of the, the last song, uh, possibly on Diver Down. Probably on Diver Down because that was like their covers album, right? Oh, was that right? Well, I said I, I thought it. Was, I think it is Diver Down. If you said it too, yeah, because that's um, like um, it's an old song. It's like Gene Autry or something. Yeah, uh huh. But look at these guys; they all love it. And John Bon Jovi too. It's so funny. The guy from New Jersey, the guy from Long Island, they all like doing Western themed songs. I don't, and they, yeah, and they, I mean they love it you know john bon jovi made an entire album of western themed songs i mean i don't know what that's about i don't know how being from long island new jersey makes you think of god i wish i could have grown up in the west i don't get it (laughs) right and like bon jovi like with wanted dead or alive it's very much like this song by using like the guitar and like a gun as like basically these parallels to each other or saying like on a steel horse i ride yeah it's sort of like what billy's doing at the end of this song with like with a you know with a six pack in his hand hand. yeah and remember i told you and i told you on a previous episode of one of the other western ones we were doing maybe something off street life serenade or something after wanted dead or alive bon jovi you know he decided he said i want to do a solo album of all western songs and then he wrote the one for actually for billy the kid the uh, young guns Uh mia westervest plays billy the kid right so he wrote the song blaze of glory it was a huge hit. And the whole album was just Western songs. That's what he wanted to do. So and thank God he went solo because that would have ruined Bon Jovi. They wouldn't be. And they're still a little bit relevant. So they, that would have ruined it. But yeah, he, he made. I remember making fun of him. And then it was like a number one song. And I'm like, well, so I should shut up. He knows what he's doing. But it's good that Billy Joel got out of this, you know, because he got into this Western 
feel in Piano Man and then again in Streetlight Serenade and whatever happened, uh, he like moved away from this because otherwise maybe he would have just become a country Western guy. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, exactly. Well, believe me, think about that all the time with, you know, we've talked about this a lot of time. Everybody knows I don't really care, but this is really Western music. And then he makes country music in front of the Blues Brothers all the time when they're like, well, we like both kinds, country and Western. <laughs> but <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it and I didn't have this written down or anything, I'm like, yeah, this makes this is Western music. Yeah. And then there's country music, which is totally different. I like both kinds. I like Shameless and the Ballad of Billy the Kid. <laughs> we like both kinds. <laughs> Country and Western. Well, now, what can I get you boys? You thirsty, you hungry, or are you just driving through? Maybe like a beer or something a little harder? Hey, you know, we happen to make the state's best pepper steak. No, thank you, ma'am. We may be sucking back a few beers a little later on. We'll be here all night. You see, we're the band. You are? Oh, gee, that's nice. Hey, Bob, this is the band. All right. Uh, what kind of music do you usually have here? Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. The best is, again, our friend Alex Salkin and Family Guy, where Alec just keeps putting in all this Billy Joel stuff. They do an entire, I don't know, maybe a whole minute of this song. I don't even know what the context is. I just know when they go to the piano, they have the big orchestra stuff doing something. And then they just have Peter playing on the piano during the part. They go to the, and they have him just playing. And like, I think he's like going up on the piano with his feet or something like that. It's so, it's so funny and so awesome. And somebody who's clearly a fan of Billy Joel and getting the, the, what would you call it? The, bits of the song the the not idiosyncrasies the well the yeah it is i think the unique characteristics of the song the unique characteristics of the song yeah the little the little bits that are really make the song really interesting and it has to be a fan who's seen billy joel play this live to be able to do that because that's exactly what billy does especially in the early versions of this where he like in that call and response he will play the piano in funny ways and do different things um, which makes the, the live versions from the 70s, I think, way better than any of the later versions when Billy's fingers were still really spry. Right. Well, he says, he's quoted as saying, this song, and this is it back in maybe the 80s or something. He said, this, is, this song is a showstopper live. That's the way he refers to it. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember the reaction when we were there. I, I still think it it is and it works, but I don't... I don't know about a showstopper because then he said, he said like in the eight, or, I mean, you'll have, well, actually we'll go to live sets in a second. He said it ran its course. He said it was a showstopper live, but then it ran its course. But then I guess he picked it up again and now it's running a different course. Uh, I, I think the, I mean, obviously the crowd gets into any song he plays at the very beginning. And then I never know whether it works. What, what are the live stats? My guess is that, it's he plays it all the time up until the 80s then a break a big break and now he plays it on every set yeah not exactly guess. it's um so he definitely played it like a ton in the 70s like he mentioned in that interview um there's not really a big break that you can notice like a very clear break except for the stormfront tour where he did not play it except for maybe one or two times but besides that like he played it pretty much all the way through but probably not every show it's always been I guess since the since 1980, been more of like uh, sometimes I play it, sometimes I don't. But it's not one of those songs that we've had where he just takes like 12 years where he never goes into it. 
So it's been played 259 times. It's the 28th most played song. And uh, more recently, like we saw it in July and he's played it. uh, He just played it the other night in his show in August in, um, I think he was in Detroit or Pittsburgh. But that was last night while we're recording this last night. Yeah. So he just, so he's been playing this uh, recently about four or five times this year alone. Before that, he hadn't played it since 2019. So that was kind of a gap, but part of that was pandemic. So, uh, you know, I think, now he plays it at every show. I think he's going to play it in every show at MSG for the time being. I think he's back and he's fallen in love with it again as as he sears. This is obviously a, a close song to him, even though it's not about him. So he says. <laughs> yeah. And for and at MSG, again, like having when you say that Oyster Bay line and the crowd cheers, that's well, exciting. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. I mean, Jesus Christ, it's so funny. You make a Western song, but you got to still put Oyster Bay in it. This guy in his Oyster Bay. I just can't imagine writing songs about Edison, New Jersey. I just don't see it. <laughs> Although every Indian person we've ever met would think I was the greatest person ever. <laughs> My town is all Indians. They love it. Yeah, I, I realized that because when I was at the Stress Factory Comedy Club in New Brunswick, they do this gag before the show where they have a camera go around looking at the audience and they put funny captions on different people. And when they get they find an Indian couple, they'll write Edison's in the house. Yeah, yeah, that's not <laughs> even a yeah, I, I, I could do that a hundred times. I mean, it's a fact, yeah. you know, and that's why any Indian person I met it. I don't it's not racist or anything. It's just like, oh, I'm from Edison because they all know it. They all have relatives there. Not sure. And like I said, when I was in high school, there were three. <laughs> so I don't know what happened, but uh, and they, they have really good restaurants there, actually. <laughs> it's fun to go out there still. And you I know, still what we don't know. Is, does Billy Joel like Indian food? We never found out about him. Well, my we guess he likes is he food in all general. kinds of food. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. We were both on the same uh, wavelength. <laughs> um, so speaking of live versions, I think if, if you know anyone just checks out any on youtube from the 70s they're just these great ones there's that one like the tonight in connecticut special that they filmed in 76 or 77 that's really great there's a live in philadelphia there's a live in nassau coliseum there's one from 75 on the midnight special did you watch that one no i meant to watch it and i'd forgotten the midnight special i used to love that show so there's all these like great video versions of him playing this and and seeing him again like on the piano really improvising and going way over the top compared to what the studio version sounds like is I think is why it was a showstopper because yep, show the crowd stopper. really could see just how much he was putting into it and then how much the band likes to go up back at him in response. There's cool. a really cool live version uh, from February, 1972. Wow. From Southern Illinois university. That was that recording that was filmed. That for weird TV. one at that, right at that college, that strange little studio, right? With yeah. the kids so were we, running the cameras, right? Basically, so that was the, when we did the song Josephine. That's where we had this video of him playing right. that rare song. But he also did this song. So this is over a year before Piano Man comes out. Before it came out. That's crazy. And the song is pretty much complete. The only difference is that final verse is not about Oyster Bay, Long Island. He just does the original verse again. Just goes from a town known as Wheeling, West Virginia. Oh, I, damn. You know, that would have worked, too. I mean, the Oyster Bay, Long Island is brilliant, but. You could just use that over again and everybody would be okay about that because Wheeling, West Virginia is a really good name for a town. Yeah. Now I want to go there. We should do that. A Billy Joel road trip to Wheeling, West Virginia, and then we'll just do a live episode and we'll be like, why are we here? What what were right. we thinking? And then we'll make a stop in Nevada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a tour. <laughs> It'd be funny, <laughs> actually. You do a Billy Joel tour. You really don't need to go anywhere except Long Island. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. You, you can capture 90% of Billy Joel on Long Island. 
so our friend Joel Osborne gave me a book for my birthday. Um, this guy wrote a book on Billy Joel and he stuff, and he goes, oh, I'll tell you everything you need to know about Long Island, where the village green is, all this. I'm like, ah, we already know that stuff. Nice try. <laughs> We're experts here. Well, I think he's from Australia, the writer, so he doesn't understand. We all everybody. he's like the real scenes from an Italian restaurant. I'm like, been there. <laughs> Eating at Elaine's. Done that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> if we if we did try to uh go to the sites mentioned in this song, it would be kind of like in Tiwi's Big Adventure when he goes to the Alamo. And he asked to see the basement. And then they're like, there's no basement in the Alamo. There's no basement in the Alamo. So we'd go to Wheeling, West Virginia and be like, can we see uh, the birthplace of Billy the Kid? Billy the Kid was never in Wheeling, <laughs> West Virginia. It'd be exactly like that. At this time, I'd like to conclude our tour. And I mean it. Y'all have been one of the greatest groups I have ever worked with, really. <laughs> okay, are there any questions? Yes. Where's the basement? Excuse me? Aren't we going to see the basement? There's no basement at the Alamo. <laughs> well, Dave, it's time for the trivia portion of the show. Do you have a stumper for me? I got something for you. I don't know how much of a stumper it is, but it's audio trivia. Whoa, audio daily double. An audio daily double. I don't know why we don't do this more often. When I was thinking, I'm like, wait a minute. Why don't we Why don't we do an audio daily double? And why don't we do it more often? So this is a fun one. The category is <laughs> uh, Billy Joel said he was ripping off Elmer Bernstein to make this mini masterpiece. But in 1983, Elmer Bernstein may have taken a piece of Billy Joel's The Stranger for this movie. <laughs> Amadeus? No. And then I have no guesses. I have no idea. Trading Places. Oh, I guess I have seen that. Still nothing, huh? Well, that this is a real song. No, no. Elmer Percy made it for Trading Places. Marriage of Figaro from Mozart. It contains some. It's like Billy Joel. He took some of the Marriage of Figaro and then he made it his own. Well, I just want to point out that my guess of Amadeus was pretty accurate because I was hearing Mozart. I suppose. He also, Elmer Bernstein also did Animal House and Ghostbusters and he did all these comedies, which is so funny that Billy Joel, you know, took the, uh, the, the real serious Magnificent Seven from it, but it would have been better if he had done something from uh, Animal House. I remember when uh, Elmer Bernstein, when he used to just be like trying to hunt rabbits. 
I remember I liked I've always liked his glue. Yeah, he is a multifaceted <laughs> individual. <laughs> We're hilarious. Elon, do you have something for me? Possibly a video daily double. <laughs> no, mine is an old fashioned analog daily double. Um, so uh, my original question was going to be something that you already mentioned, which was who played Billy the Kid in Young Billy Estevez. So you got that one already. Sorry. So my second one, uh, which isn't that great, but so Billy Joel says that Billy the Kid was born in Wheeling, West Virginia. Where was Billy the Kid actually born? New Mexico. No. I don't know. You got the first part of it right. He was born in New York City. What? That's right. Billy the Kid? He was born in New York City, moved to New Mexico. Are you Billy the Kid? That's what I'm trying to reveal that now. After 145 <laughs> episodes, I am Billy the Kid. He was born in New York City, what, in the 1800s? Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> no, actually, in 1641, then his body was frozen for 200 years. <laughs> and then, you know, Bill and Ted came by with a phone booth and <laughs> plucked him out of the past. Well, that kid seemed like trouble from the from day one. Probably got kicked out of New York. Yeah, they had to ship him off west. Yeah. Interesting. I never would have guessed that. I never would have guessed that. Outstanding question. You're sure about that? Sure you have your facts straight? Now pulling a Billy Joel here, right? No, I'm pulling I'm pulling the facts right from Wikipedia, so you know it's accurate. And the funny thing is, if Billy Joel knew that, that would have also worked for the song even better to be like, here's a cowboy coming from New York, and then he goes out west. Well, I mean, technically, he could have been. He was very from a uh, from a town 30 miles from Oyster Bay, Long Island. (laughs) (laughs) Could have just uh, made it a little closer. That's all from a place known as Midtown Manhattan. Well, I can't deny, I think this is going to be an outstanding parody. There's no way for you to mix, mess this up, I don't think. I really don't think. This is a, this is a good parody song. What do you got for us today, Weird Alon? All right. I don't know if it's so good, but we'll see what we do here. Weird Alon is, instead of the ballad of Billy the Kid, this salad is really no good. I I liked the salad, and then I was hoping it was going another direction. Okay. I trust you now. All right. After 149 episodes, I actually trust you. It's Paul. Thanks to Paul Lauren. You should be kissing his ass. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. All right. Here we go. From a menu with lots of tasty options, I decided to choose the healthy one. Now I'm filled with regret. This was the worst thing I could get at the diner on Route 41. Well, it started with the soggy romaine lettuce. None of the veggies tasted quite the way they should. All the tomatoes were wet and the dressing I'd forget. Man, this salad is really no good. I should have just got something heavy. Yes, I should have got a scone or the foot-long meatball sub that called my name. But instead, I got this salad that tastes like styrofoam. And I'm feeling nothing but remorse and shame. Well, next time I know I will do much better. I'll order something that I know they can't screw up. 
I'll get a burger and fries or the roasted chicken thighs and not the salad that I just threw up. Hey, now. Well, this was a good song to incorporate all your other stuff, the meatball subs, the scones. So if you were going to do it, I'm glad you did it for this and not temptation. Uh, This is the right way to bring it all back. Weirdo on, everybody. Well, folks, that was the ballad of Billy the Kid. If you like our podcast, be sure to go to Apple and give us five stars. We release new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, so make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss a single song. Follow us on social media at Billy Joel A to Z and give us some feedback. Did you know that the last verse wasn't about Billy Joel? It is about Billy Joel. It's some bartender. Is it a mistake to get a salad at a diner? Do you feel this song is a live showstopper? And are you happy now that we saved this song for the tease? No one's happy about that. People are happy. Delayed gratification. Everyone's very happy now. Until next time, I'm Alon Altman. I'm the Dave Juskow. How do you like that? And this is Billy Joel A to Z. From the town known as Oyster Bay, Long Island Wrote a boy with a six-pack in his hand And his daring life for crime Made him a legend in his time East and west of the Rio Grande